You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Fergie Time. My name's Keith Jackson and of course the man in the title, Barry Ferguson. Uh, we are here, Barry, to discuss some pretty eventful goings on in Scottish football, European football over the last week or so. A real neck and neck race for the title at the top of the, the SPFL Premiership as well. Uh, we've got Scotland to discuss. And I've got some major questions that I need to ask you about this mm-hmm. um, because I'm very unhappy about the manner in which Scotland's players are disappearing out of that squad like snow off a dike. And I want to ask you, I need your sort of analysis on it as a former Scotland captain. We can talk about Lewis Ferguson, who has been linked in one of the newspapers today yep, I've with, seen that. Uh, with a move to Rangers. So a great deal to discuss, Barry. But of course, you know the first thing that I'm going to ask you. This time last week, we sat here. Mm-hmm. You were six days into becoming a vegetarian. <laughs> you know, God, I thought you were going to talk about the, the great results in Europe. I will get there. <laughs> I'm really into it. I told you I was going to come back to this. <laughs> like, so, you can so see I'm scratching, I'm itching, I'm agitated. I can see that. I think you look uh, tired. Oh, you're back end. <laughs> so. I'm struggling. To <laughs> tell me about it. Have you eaten uh, meat? Have you, you have, haven't you? Yes, I've What did you have? Tuna. That was it? Yep. One tuna sandwich? No, I had a bit of um, tuna pasta. Alright. Mm. When? Friday. Oh, so you've gone and back on, the climb back on to the I, I'm doing a bit of, look, I'm doing a bit of research and having a look. And well, let me tell you, I'll, I'll, I'll do I'll, your I'll research be, for you. I'll be honest Meat with you. tastes good. It does taste good. good. There's no doubt about it. But do you know what? I feel it's better. Flavorsome. Listen, I feel better for what I was doing. Am I going to totally come off meat? No, I probably won't after this. So you're cracking now after a fortnight? No, no cracking. It was a, listen, I wanted to try it. I've read up it. Heard people talk about it. Watched a documentary about and it. And the conclusion you've reached is... I'm still on it. <laughs> <laughs> you're a meat eater. Yeah, we'll see this is a big test this weekend because I've got a couple of dinners on it to go to well uh, if you make it beyond this into your third week mm-hmm. next time you're in here you'll be look, coming it's in with dreadlocks it, look, it's always it's always Swampy. good to try new things isn't it let's be honest well I'm glad that you've tried it I applaud so you encourage you yeah. you know that I've been here supporting you every step of the way certainly I have not <laughs> <laughs> And listen, I take no delight. I know I'm smiling. No delight in seeing that you've actually not been able to manage it. Well, listen. It's worth the try. It was worth the try. Look, I was interested. I says, look, I read up my seen quite a lot of people had tried it and the benefits of it. So I was like, oh, right, do you know what? I'm going to give it a go. I actually and I've do gave think it, you look tired. And I've gave. I'm just back for a funeral. Sad. Yeah, okay. So. Um, We'll visit it next week to see if <laughs> Week three. Well, that would involve getting past another Sunday. Baking rolls or a doubler. I know. On a Sunday morning. I don't right, think right. Listen, it. I'm starting to get hungry. Can we move on? <laughs> Please. Right. Let's talk about what has gone on since we last spoke. Wow. The Europa League action last week. Uh, where, where do you want to Let's start with the Rangers result against Porto. Mm-hmm. I've got to tell you. Having watched the first leg in Portugal, I thought, I think Rangers could win this quite comfortably. Mm-hmm. It's a different Porto team that turned up at Ibrox. It, it was not, I was never confident they would win it comfortable. As you said, 
Rangers were really good over in Porto. I thought Porto would have came and, and um, been a, a different team. And, and listen, that proved the case. It was a... I've seen Rangers play better, but do you know what? What a result. I don't care what MD says. Great pedigree, really good players, Porto. And once Rangers got that goal, then they were in control, but it was a bit nip and tuck, if I'm being honest. But you've got to ride your luck a wee bit, Jack, in these games, one cleared off the line yeah, yeah. in the first half. There was another one, it wasn't off the line in the second half, but it was it was in a dangerous area. Mm-hmm. But once Rangers scored, they took their chance and what a goal it was. It's <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, it was a great... I mean, if that's MD else for me, everybody's talking about it. Because mm-hmm. it's up here, it's Scottish football. Well, they said the, the criticism of Morelos was that he, he couldn't do it in the big games. Well, he's proved to me this season, not just that he can do it in the big games. Um, he's The discipline side, he, he, he looks to, to me that He's just a, there's been a total change in yeah. the guy total change and do you know what everybody can give credit to either the manager or teammates whoever but you've got to give him credit because it, it came to a stage where I'm thinking I don't know if he could he well, could a, change a himself liability. Ah, he could could he change himself really serious doubts about it but he's changed that but oh my god does, can a guy score 22 goals this year that, the argument you know the argument in this neck of the woods until he does it in an old firm match it doesn't count Aye, but that I've, seems to be the accusation yep but I've, he's got two games coming up very soon and the form that he's in he could do it easily I do I, I really I, I think he's got everything mm-hmm. no I do I like him he's, he does look unplayable when he's I mean the, the physical side of it he loves the physical side of it off defenders me, me look at that for instance Right, we'll go in the finish against Porto. First touch, left foot, volley, one of the hardest things to do. Great goal. And then Sunday against Livingston, he takes the boy into the box and it's just sheer brute strength and he loves that. He loves that physical side. And that, the boy... It, Why is that? Is that because he's got a low centre of gravity? He doesn't... You know, because the, the, the taller... But if you watch him... bounce off him a bit. See, if you watch him, he likes to get them in the positions. Oh, he loves that. Uh, he, lo- he loves rolling them. Mm-hmm. It's... Just a, a side of the game that I think he's he's bang on it. What and is that? Because Gordon Strachan always used to talk to me about core strength. He, said, he felt that it's got a lot of Scottish players that have great core strength. That, he seems to... Listen, that, says that he's a wee unit, isn't he? No, he's got brute strength. Uh, That's what he has. Doesn't when look at either to look No, at. he doesn't, but he knows how to use his, his body weight. He knows how to, to rile up who he's playing against and... I look, I, I just think he's at the top of his game now, and that's that can only be great for Rangers. I just, I, I loved his, even his goal against Livingston. I know people are going to say, was he offside or was he onside? Look, you get the benefit of the doubt, but he still had a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. The finish. Aye, and people say, get through the legs. See, you need that. Mm. He's hit it early. Are you concerned from a Rangers perspective that somebody is going to come in in January and Rangers are going to find it I'm, from a financial perspective? Mm-hmm impossible not to look at the numbers I'm not concerned I know for a fact that somebody will come in for him you, and you know for a fact no for a fact I, I know I'm 100% certain sorry should I say that somebody will come in for him I thought you were getting exclusive there no I'm certain somebody will come in there's clubs will be watching him no doubt will Rangers sell him no they, they, they can't sell him I mean, that, that having done they everything... They couldn't sell them. Well, this is what I was going to say. Having done everything that they've done this board to bring Rangers back into a place where they're competitive yep. and it's cost them a lot of money and fair play to them, they've, they've found the money. You've got to give them credit. Deep. Yep, you've got to give them um, credit. And you know that I have my doubts and uh, reservations about Dave King, but I think you would have to say, although they are running at a loss and I think that's dangerous... Because you know they can't, they can't sustain that forever. But you've However, got the you people. Give, you give them the credit; they have put their hands mm-hmm. in their pockets to get this club in exactly this position where they might be able to challenge. Mm-hmm. You've got wealthy if, benefit. Uh, if they were then sell Morelos, it would be the ultimate in mixed they'll, messages. They'll no sell them unless somebody comes in with an absolute ridiculous amount of money that you could but never reject. No, how? Look what? Well, what are we talking about here? What's the going rate? What do you what, what what he's going to be worth fifteen million upwards? What if somebody comes in with twenty five? 
They need to seriously consider it. I get so that. They would need to seriously consider. They, they would need, to, but then there would need to be a plan B if they got somebody else there. But look, I, I don't think they can. I think he's so important to that Rangers team if they are going to listen. They're in the final. They bet Fred. They're neck and neck with Celtic. They're in a real good place, and he's a real talisman up front. He's scoring goals, 22 goals. You mentioned it before. That was always labelled against him. Can he score at the highest level? He's doing that now. It'd be criminal to let him go. But money does talk, and I can understand if somebody comes in with the amount that you said. But I I, I think at some stage he will leave Rangers, but I would like to think it would be... I, summertime I think and this is a, uh, you could imagine if you're Dave King you're sitting there and it's 11 million pound losses and somebody comes in with a ridiculous amount of money the temptation would be enormous to take that money yeah, because it sorts of but if he continues this for him he's going to be worth that money for years to come look at the age of him as well mm-hmm. I keep forgetting the age of him 22 22 mm-hmm. <laughs> I know he's still young in striker terms mm-hmm. So, look, I, I, no, they, they keep him. They keep him at the end of the season. I'm not even. I think it's very difficult to imagine him staying beyond the end of the season. Yeah, look, it, it would be, but I think it'd be criminal to, to let him go during the season. Exactly. And I think Stephen, I think Gerard's mentioned that. I think the board will know how crucial he is to that team. Mm-hmm. Somebody comes in, look, listen, I'm not let you go, but we may let you go in the summer. Yeah, I think that's let the thing, g- isn't it? That they've worked so hard to get him into this position. Yep. You'd, uh, it would go against everything they've done thus far to then say oh, yeah I, could ima- I can imagine what would happen not just the manager but the, the fans the fans the main people who go and watch the games and I'm sure the, his teammates don't want him to go either mm-hmm. Look, he wants to go and play at the highest level I've got no gripe against that but do it at the end of the season mate <laughs> <laughs> now in, in terms of where this has left that section Rangers are in really, really strong position now. I fancy it. I think they'll go through. Yeah. I know they, they play Firenood um, across there. I think they're good enough to go there and beat them. I wasn't really impressed. I know that's in, in the transition final just now. Yep. Um, I think they can go over there and get a point if no a win. And obviously young boys at home. So they've got, they've got enough in the, the locker to get through into the... The, uh, the next rounds after but then Dick Advocat has a history for upsetting Rangers in Europe hasn't he aye but I don't think he'll do it this time no no uh, uh, I've just got a real good side's not quite in the same le- level as that Zenit no but I, I just think Rangers in a good place mm-hmm. I, I really like the way they play and now they're bringing this European form into league form I think I mean they go away there on Sunday now we all know what it's like it's a difficult place to go in terms of small stadium pitch is no everybody's cup of tea I thought it was a real professional job minimum and fuss go, wasn't it hmm? minimum fuss which is which is easier said than done yeah but uh, I, again I, until they scored they were still in control of the game I don't think Livingston ever threatened them but once that first goal went in it was a matter of, it could have been three or four. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody goes on about great finish for Arebo. Morelos again, unbelievable. And I've been highly praising Stevie Davis and, and Ryan Jack. But see the guy who stood out for me was Kamara. Yeah. I tell you, Jacko, every time I'm seeing him, he's getting better and better. Mm-hmm. I really like him. 50 grand. It's a steal. A steal? Jesus, man. He's like him I do I'm, he's grown on me every time uh, I see him had, it was Neil McCann had originally said to me wait till you see him play with better players mm-hmm. the levels that he's capable of going up to well you see where he's been before he's been at Arsenal, Arsenal yeah he came up at Dundee and uh, home hand up I didn't see a lot of him at Dundee but when you seen, you seen him you thought well that boy's no bad Rangers go and take a punt on him and I think he's come in here and he's looking he, he's a player mm-hmm Real good football player can get about the pitch. I just like him, and he's grown on me, and he's grown on me. And that, I, I, that does look like the midfield three now, doesn't it? Davis, Jack, and yeah, but that, Jamara, that that seems to be Gerard's favourite. But three. then you've got Barker, you've got Kent, you've got Arfield, you've got Arebo, you've got Ojo. 
Arfield can play in the middle of the park. Arebo can play in the middle mm-hmm. of the park. The two that I just mentioned can play in both wide areas. Then you've got Kent, Barker. Um, Jordan Jones. Jordan, there's back. another one. Jordan Jones. I think they look really strong across that middle. Mm-hmm. Really sure. strong. Greg Stewart, there's another one. He came on on Sunday against Livingston. I just think they're really strong in that area. And there's options. But the three, the new for me, who look really good together and strong. I know Dave will never played on Sunday. But Davis, Jack and Kamara. That seems to be his preferred three. When he's going into a big game, but the, that'll be his three. A real mixture of everything. Good energy. Yeah. Good. They're all comfy on the ball. Um Jack's scoring goals. I know Devil scored against Porto. Uh, Kamara's not really chipped in with many, no. but he had a great save. There was a, a great um, save for a Livingston keeper from a shot for him. Same. But I like the three. I, I really like them. And I like him. He's, as I says to you, grown on me week by week, him. Well, it's funny because we were sitting in here a week ago and we were talking about the influence of Steve Davis and we yep. were talking about the influence of Scott Brown. Mm-hmm. Scott Brown's performance for Celtic and Rome again it's standout performances mm. it's, it's head and shoulders stuff that he's, that he's turning in and on, on what was a really historic night for Celtic I mean you must have even you must have admired I thought I said to you I fancied them going over to get, get a draw and get something I fancied I thought a draw but I thought a draw would probably be the best result that Celtic get over for yep and again it's look you got to ride your luck and they did ride their luck but that's what you've got to do when you play in Europe sometimes you've got to take the good with the bad at times you've got to be a bit lucky they might miss a few chances you need your goalkeeper to be on on tune and that's what happened with Celtic and do you know what it's good for it's good for us as a, a nation Scottish this football is this is brilliant this is what it's all about now that the fact that we can actually Look everybody else in the eye across Europe and say, look at, you know, our biggest two clubs are actually punching above the weight. And it's been a long time, mm-hmm. long time coming. Two, both of them are in a good place. And that, this is what I keep going back to. I hope both of them keep this form up. And I'm sure they will. I, I, obviously, I'll go more with the side. I look more at Rangers. I just like the way that Rangers are operating in it. I like it. Uh, just concentrating on the Celtic game for a minute, Baz, because... I got to say again, very much like the start of the the Rangers Porto match, I thought Lazio looked mm-hmm. really up for it in the first opening ten minutes yep. that match. I thought this was going to be this was looking like a really long hard night for Celtic. You have to hand it to Neil Lennon and to these players for the way they turned that match around. Until the point in the second half, they looked like the side that were, you know, even though I'd said I thought a draw would be the best result as right. the second half was going you're thinking Celtic could nick this year well, it was I, so impressive I, I caught a bit of it and I'll be honest with you after the first 10 minutes I'm thinking this, Jesus that, that, this could be a difficult a right going over here yeah. but listen that's where you've got to give them credit they're, as I say I'll keep going back to it winning breeds confidence in the way they're playing you know what I mean they're, they're, they're looking as I say you've got to ride your luck a bit they've done that but Shows again, good character coming back. Well, it's interesting. And again, they get they get put under a bit of pressure. Mm-hmm. In the second half, and that's where you've got to call upon your big players. Foster made few right good saves, and then when that happens, once two or three uh, scenarios like that happen in a game, you're thinking here, by the way, this we might be able to nick one, and that's what happened. We a mistake, but once they make a mistake. You've got to, you've got to make sure you capitalise um, on. You've got to, and that's what they've done. Tell me this, this because I'm interested from the inside of a dressing room perspective, right? Because we're watching this, and the two of these teams right now are trading blows. Uh. Whether it's in the league cup, they're both going to get to the final. In the league, they're both winning the matches. You know, they both won two 0 at the weekend. There's one goal between them. Mm. They're in Europe. They're, they're you know out, out trying to outpoint each, or out muscle each other in, in European competition. Celtic are now the first ones to go through. As a player in this situation, are you actually? Do you get that? Do, do, do oh, you look course. across what they're doing? We want to do better than that. Does that even in, even in the European context? Uh, of course, I'm not saying it's the, the sole reason that will drive you on to try and get three points or for Rangers um, scenario to get through the group stage. But you look across the road and think. 
right there through a wee need to make sure we get through and it's same as you I, I, it's great tip for tat both of them playing on Sunday Celtic got the easier game but it's still difficult come off the back of a European game on a Thursday Motherwell have been doing terrific Motherwell are a good season. team Robinson's got them playing well but plastic pitch at Livingston's always for, going to be the harder thing isn't it I, I, the big thing for me was right I'm looking forward to this see what turns up and I sensed it straight away no, Rangers are, are going to win this. Mm-hmm. And it's it's credit because here, listen, they put a, you put a hell of a lot of effort in. Whatever game you play in, you, you put a lot of effort. But I'm talking about the surroundings of the European nights at, at Ibrox, 50,000 fans, big game. Does it exhaust you more mentally? It does, yeah. It's, it's more mentally. Concentration needs aye. to be it. So they need to then bring their cell down really quickly because what a result it was and then it's Friday you're, you're still in a bit of high but you need to forget that. that that needs to go straight out the window and bang we're going to Livingston going to a artificial surface here a team that are physical that are I, I don't think they get a, enough credit at times I think they're alright Livingston what did you make of the stuff in the build up to that game between Gerard and Holt I don't mind it I don't mind it you've seen after it like Holt is saying I'll give him a cuddle when he comes in I'll give him a beer that, that's part and parcel of that is we, we all love mm-hmm. I don't mind it I really don't mind that two managers having a wee pop at each other but, but I'm but sure Gerard is right when he says that's a, it's a real physical encounter Livingston away isn't it you, you know you're going to have to but that's how they've been successful Livingston mm-hmm. I don't see exactly. that as a that's problem that's what they've had to do yeah. Aye. so if that's a formula that makes Livingston successful and stay in the Premier League that's, I'm alright with that is it is it from a Rangers perspective learning these things that Gerard has maybe learned over the first year this is what Livingston away is all about he had no idea what it was all about well, they went previously. last year and, and they might have been, found it a little bit yep. you know they yep. might have been a little bit softer they might have found it it's the same scenario as a few weeks ago that I says against Motherwell they won 2-1 the Hollander scored 10 minutes to go I think that if that's the Rangers team that the manager had last year I think that would have ended up in a draw I wasn't as I wouldn't be as confident on Sunday that I sat down and before I was so went I think Rangers are going to win here mm-hmm. I just that's the mindset I that's the feeling that I'm getting and you can see it in the players tell me this in, in terms of what Neil Lennon has managed to achieve particularly you know because Brendan Rodgers was, was wiping the boards anyway domestic mm-hmm. football but Brendan Rodgers was finding it really difficult to find the formula and get it right in European football away from home it, it, it took some pretty embarrassing heavy beatings Neil Lennon a lot of us said at the time is a little well a lot more pragmatic has he got the edge I mean you said we sat here last week and you said that, that Neil Lennon and Celtic are probably more dangerous than Brendan Rodgers but you know then, then you go and you get that result in, in Rome these results were eluding Brendan Rodgers I know but, get them. but they were playing against Champions League sides aye. Mm-hmm. they're still good sides Lazio and Porto I look at them but they're not PSGs and Barcelona's if you're looking at grades they're grade 1 teams yeah so but l- l- listen he's he's um, I don't think he gets enough credit playing 8 times no. I think I he's starting to now. Mm-hmm. I think there was a there was a core of Celtic supporters that Aye. were finding it difficult even to tolerate the idea of him coming back to replace Brendan Rodgers. He, he took a I lot of flack. Over now. Yeah, I, t- I think he took a lot of flack. I remember listening listening to things, reading things, people saying, "Oh, can not believe I've got Neil Lennon back?" Just went for something. Now he's, he's shut a lot of the people up, hasn't mm-hmm. he? Yeah, for what he's. Because I think he'd done the right thing. He didn't want to change a lot, did he, when he came in? And he, opened, he was openly admitted that and, and pressers and whatever, that he's not coming in here to change anything until he gets to the summer and gets his own players in, then he'll make the changes. And it's clear to see the changes he's made. As I say, I think they, they look a more dangerous team going forward. Mm-hmm. As more Brendan's teams were more build-up play and patience and... I want to explore that, right? Because I watched Leicester against Arsenal. Oh, God almighty, what a, what what a team What is he's... going on? It is I, incredible. I tell, you, I tell you what's going on. He's took over a right good squad of players, that's what's going on. Yeah. And what a good team they are to watch. 
it's frightening. <laughs> it is frightening. I mean, I think that uh, I think a lot of people underestimated, deliberately so, his achievements in Scottish football. Down south, just that Scottish football, isn't it? Mm. And that's why the best job he could get was a Leicester. Mm. But my God, what are we? Three months, four months into his, his first full season, and he's he's got them sitting second. Mm, and this is a lightning bolt that wasn't supposed to be able to, to, to strike like, twice. I've watched them now three or four times, and they're completely transformed side for the one that won the title. And but they've got really, really fucking, really top players. But I'm I'm wondering from a managerial point of view, how difficult is that? Because they, they were a team that chased after the ball when they won the title. Oh, I know. Right, long long ball for Schmeichel. Mares might play it through. Vardy'd race onto it. Turn the defence bang. They're a possession based team now. He has completely transformed the way they play, mm. and they look as comfortable as anybody in in, in the but English Premier League. But they're fine going forward. Huh? They're not nice patient. And a tune out of Vardy again, isn't he? Oh, he looks ah. Uh, Best striker in the league. Aye, he's frightening. Um, I like the boy in the middle of the park, Tillemans, mm -hmm. the Belgium boy. Really like him. And would you call him? It was up. At, it was up here playing for Aberdeen. Madison. Ma Madison. Dear <laughs> me. Yeah. Oh, he looks a. He looks a player. Did you see the interview after it? No. No. He just looks a boy who's full of confidence. I just loves playing Aye. football. I love seeing that. Yeah. They came out, Jamie Redknapp and Tony Adams were doing an interview with him at the side of the pitch, and he was just like smiling. Just looks a guy who loves football. Yeah. Um, but great team to watch, and he's done. He, again, what a, what a job Rogers has done he's, down there. He's, he's proven to people down there that it was no accident what he achieved up here. They're, they're, no, they've been forced to recognise his talent. you forget, he did, did do a real good job at Liverpool as well. He just missed out and won in the league, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, but look, money helps as well down there, doesn't it? It does, but I think that the, the perception was, and the reason, let's get it right, the reason that Brendan Rodgers came to Scottish football in the first place was he's got a big ego and he saw himself as a top four or five club manager mm -hmm. in England so it suited him to come to Celtic because he could paint the picture of this isn't necessarily a, a, a step in the wrong direction it's a massive Champions League club it's my boyhood heroes mm -hmm. it's a dream job for me as opposed to taking a West Brom or a West Ham or a, mm -hmm. you know and going down the ladder and it, so to get to Leicester he's had to go via Celtic I'm telling you now, Barry, I'll be amazed if by the start of next season he's still the Leicester manager. I think he is think on the verge like now. Tottenham-Arsenal type thing? Tottenham-Arsenal. I wouldn't even rule out a Man United, but even though you, he was but Liverpool. You, but you look at Leicester, look, uh, they've got better, better for me, better a better players. team. Mm -hmm. than, yeah. than these ones, yeah? Yeah. I mean, Spurs, yep. Spurs have got a great squad of players. They, they have, but they're yeah, more. I think it'd be tailor-made for Spurs, actually, but... Mm. Well, what a club, I mean, stadium, yes. Like, it, it'll be a hard one because um, is Leicester going to get any any bigger in terms of stadium-wise? Look, there are two stadiums, Emirates and Tottenham's new yeah. stadium just looks ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous, isn't it? Have you seen the paints that get pulled oh, from the bottom up and all that? Brilliant. I'll need to get one in for the house. <laughs> <laughs> They're uh, uh, brilliant, oh, isn't it? Oh, amazing. But, uh, look, if, if he's going to be successful at Leicester... <laughs> There comes a point where if the bigger clubs are struggling, they're, they're obviously going to look at him, aren't they? I think he's he's number one contender. The point I made, I, I'd written a piece, an interview with Brendan, today's newspaper, an exclusive interview with him, where he was basically saying, look, he says, now hopefully people will understand why I went when I went. Because I knew I had an opportunity to do something at Leicester, but I couldn't go in the summer and then be able to get hit the ground running and implement all my ideas mm. in time for the start of the well, season. Well, he'd, so he'd what, what his argument is, it gave him 10, 11 games to assess his squad, assess the changes that he mm. wanted to make to the style of play and the personnel and get it implemented and ready to go for the start of this season. Mm -hmm. It's difficult to argue with the logic of that now, even though Celtic fans still feel they were really betrayed. No, they, they don't like him, do they? No. For what he done. But the way that you've just spoke there you see perfect sense in why you done it um, and, and listen and you look at them now sitting, sitting top, top 
that they've got every chance. I don't think they win the league. There's there's no chance they win the league, but they've got a real good chance of finishing that top four. Yeah, um, going back in the championship. Because if you look at it, are they better than Liverpool, Man City? No, they're no. They're better than. Um, yeah, they're eight points better than Man City just now. Yeah, that's but actually quite a gap. I know. No, Man City will come good. I, I think they've got a real chance of finishing that top four. There's no doubt in my mind with the squad he's got. Some people would say it's arguably if he if he could manage that and take them into the Champions League, it's arguably better than winning the. I don't know if you'd say it's better. It's but, not, but of course it's no better. Of course it's no better, but but it's arguably equally impressive mm. given the standard of it'll Liverpool be still, it'll be some achievement if he, and Man City there's no doubt in my mind the size of Leicester as a club compared to the clubs that he's up against if he finish, if he gets them in that top four it is some achievement but it's no a better achievement than winning the league doesn't eclipse it no but the fact but it'll is, be up there but the fact is that everybody looked at that Leicester thing and said well that's a freak an mm. absolute one in a million freak mm. that could never happen again will never happen again mm. it's one of the biggest fairy tales in the history of football in Britain or anywhere across the world and yet here he is knocking on the door that's impressive well, well I think you're bang on that's the biggest thing that's ever happened when <laughs> who expected Leicester to ever win the league no. couldn't be done yep but no I, I look at Leicester and I look at their players I've got no fear about them mm-hmm. either. Looks like they're playing with a freedom, similar to Rangers and Celtic up here. It looks to me that they're playing with a, with a freedom. But look, he's got what an opportunity for him to. I think they will finish in the top four. Well, that'd be incredible. Mm-hmm. Now, my experience when I spoke to a number of players at Celtic, including the likes of Scott Brown, absolutely loved playing for the guy loved his training loved being in and around the squad you know he he just manages to connect with his players now I think that's hugely important as I'm sure you'll agree man management you're talking about I'm talking yeah being able to connect and being able to to forge that bond yeah man management get players to play for you Um, the tactical side of it is obviously really important Mm -hmm. the reason I'm asking this as we're about to move the conversation on to Scotland mm-hmm. and there is no doubt in my mind that we have a tactically really astute manager in charge of the national side I'm 100% agreement on that I am getting really worried about the number of call-offs the number of guys that are making themselves unavailable I tell you this right Barry here's but here's see, see if they're can, can I butt in there now you can McTominay Yes, injured. Certain injury. He's yes. come off. R- Andy Robertson. I no injury. Running like a gazelle. Yeah. The wh- weekend. Why is he Set called up. off then? Uh, I'm I'm wondering if I'm looking at it. If I'm Jurgen Klopp, but I'm saying what? So Kieran Tierney doesn't have to go and play. You're giving him a free pass. Well, I think you'll find Andy Robertson's I, not what, available. What's, why? See, I've re- I've read a few things and I've heard a few things. What, why is Kieran Tierney not playing with Arsenal? He is playing game, with Arsenal. He was playing with him in the Europa League. No, he never played game. against Leicester. They arrested him at the weekend, and a lot of people at Arsenal were saying that's a mistake. Because uh, I've seen him in Arsenal. He improves Arsenal. I've seen people talk about him, and they're they're buzzing. With I think they're almost trying to justify their decision because they said to Scotland, "No, this guy needs." a wee bit of treatment he needs more rehab well, he, he, so he, he can't join Scotland but one thing I will say I've had but the how same can you play him at the weekend then I've had the same problem that Kieran Tierney's had the hip the pelvic mm-hmm. pelvic injury and it, it is one that you've got to be really careful because if it flares up it causes major problems I had, I had it for about five months and I never got to the bottom of it until four months mm-hmm. where I, I needed um, a course of injections into my pelvic bone Um so he has got an issue there and whether they're just trying to manage that issue I don't know but for me when I've seen him for Arsenal and you read things and you hear the fans I mean the fans were in uproar with him no playing yeah because there's no doubt that he's a serious upgrade for them at left back oh, no doubt Miles, <laughs> Miles better than what's there yeah so here's my worry about Stephen Clark. there's too many red flags now Barry I've seen it and you've seen it more importantly you've been in it Mm-hmm. in the middle of these Scotland squads when guys are calling off left, right and centre I think it's really worrying 
I I look back to Robert Snodgrass. Now I think you know Snodgrass pretty well. I don't I don't know him pretty well, but I, I know him. Fiercely patriotic guy, loves playing for Scotland yep. or loved playing for Scotland. Mm-hmm. For him to walk away from this Scotland squad when at the end at this end of his career, yeah. when he's two playoff matches away now from potentially qualifying for a finals, uh-huh. that that's I've got a, a, an alarm bell sounding there. Robert Snodgrass is also one of the biggest, or was one of the biggest personalities inside the. I just, I was just about to say that I would reckon. I don't know him personally. Just bumped into him a couple of times. I would reckon that he was a big, big character. Huge. Him and Charlie McGrew were probably because you kind of see him. He's he's always up to. He's always having a laugh and a joke. And but one one thing I will say about Snodgrass, I was surprised um, that he called it a day. because he always turned up and I'll, I'll be honest with you every time he played did well with Scotland yeah. I thought he was one of our better yeah. performers I, I did he was a really talented so I, I was surprised at the Snodgrass thing whether it's he's wanting a bit more time down there to, to look, he's, I think what, you, you, know? you don't make that decision in between Russia away well it's the Cyprus only guy the, the only guy that will know that everybody well, can make assumptions is, is Snodgrass why the reason but why what I'm telling you is I'm hearing some mood music around this and it doesn't sound good to me I'm looking at it right and I remember having a conversation with the SFA chief executive while he was looking for the right man to take Scotland on mm-hmm. and he agreed that the, one of the most important if not the single most important I know what you're going to say here that you're going to need as a manager who can increase the quality of the pool from which Alex McLeish was picking at the end of his time in charge. Alex McLeish, I thought, was blighted with a, a whole load of problems, players that didn't want to come out, players that didn't want to be anywhere near the Scotland squad at that time because of the problems which surrounded it. And the most important single thing the new man had to be able to do was bring back the quality, increase the quality, give yourself more quality to pick from and get that team bedded in in time for the two playoff matches there's an argument it's not It's not even an argument the pool of Scotland talent is now shallower under Steve Clark than it was at the last days of McLeish he's failed spectacularly to do what his first remit was which is to bring injuries. these guys back do they? Matt Ritchie chucked it I don't think Matt Ritchie would have played probably not yep Andy Robertson, he must be injured. He's captain of his country. Come on. But Barry, see all the guys, your Stephen Fletchers. Your, right. Your guys that were, that were kind of real stalwarts under Strachan that felt as if they had been really badly mistreated. I, I, I don't know what you're, you're trying to, to say here, that these guys don't want to turn up. That's the feeling I'm getting. Now you've been in Scotland squads. No, 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 no. Cut, cut the. No, because I'm being honest here. Andy Robertson. You've been involved in Scotland squads, but you know there's guys that are not enjoying being here. This is not fun, and they don't turn up because of that. Because if if it's not fun, then what else is it? If you're a Scotland player, if you're going there, no, you're, you're getting you're, bad results. You're working for a manager that you don't. That you're not particularly taken by. There's a bad environment around the squad. It's not a fun well, place to be. I would be absolutely shocked. If they didn't enjoy under Steve Clark, for the amount of people that I've heard that have played f- Are you for him, about his training, training. What about the environment around it? I don't know what the environment he, he creates around about it. It's really di- see when you go away for ten days, it's probably the most boringest ten days because you're cooped up in the hotel. All you do is train, eat, sleep, train, eat, sleep, mm-hmm. and you're away for family. So it's difficult to get things, whether I've got a pool room, table tennis, what's this, PlayStation stuff. That's all they've got. Mm-hmm. So what what more can you create? You, I, you, look, you're the guy that's been there, right? Uh-huh. I've only seen it from the outside. 
I have seen from the outside Scotland squads where I'm looking at the players thinking these boys love being well, part I've of been in Scotland squads. can't squads. wait to turn up. They enjoy being it. It's, it's like a, a club environment, a club atmosphere around it. I've also seen Scotland squads from the outside yeah, I can only go with my experiences. See, when I've been in Scotland squads when I've been winning games, whether that's under Alec, uh, sorry, Walter Smith or Alec McLeish, when probably the most successful I was in terms of winning games and getting to playoffs, I was still bored turning up because I knew it was going to happen mm-hmm. but I enjoyed training but it was just the bit outside the training at, at night I, I still wasn't buzzing I was buzzing going to play with my country I was buzzing going to right can I wait for this game at Hamden or ever going to play Italy or wherever but it's the in between but it's a difficult bit for any international manager now if people come up and say oh it's born it's been born for the last hundred years yeah yeah I, but I, I, I am absolutely convinced on this. And again, you tell me if I'm right or if I'm wrong. I've got my theory on this. My theory is to be a successful international manager. Uh-huh. It, see, if you're Spanish or Italian or Dutch, actually doesn't matter too much your man management or how fun the environment is because there's a fair chance that you're going into a tournament thinking you'll win it and every player wants to be involved in that mm-hmm. every player's desperate to be involved in mm-hmm. going and winning a title this is the two games you would for want Scotland to, this is the two games you would want to turn up because Scotland should be beating Cyprus and Kazakhstan yeah I, so I, if these I, guys I, and are, these are the last two games we've got before he picks his 11 for these playoff matches yep so why are so they must these injured, guys what busting a gut to be there I'm saying they must be injured because they would want to turn up because I think it's six points it's a given Alan McGregor. Yes. We're crying out for a goalkeeper. Alan McGregor chucked it. But he gave He's you not reasons. Injured. He gave you reasons. Scott Brown. Give you reasons. James MacArthur. But these guys, they see Alan McGregor first. I'll go on Alan McGregor. Why did they quit Scott, the Scottish national team? Problems with his back. back. Gives him time to recover. Would you not be? Scott Brown. Why did Scott Brown... Because he felt he'd done his bit. And he, he did wait until the replacement for Gordon Strachan was secured. And at that point, he decided it wasn't. Well, I didn't know that. I just thought Scott Brown quit to concentrate on the final year or two his football career. <laughs> and keep going maybe another year or two now, the way he's playing. Yeah. <laughs> Would they have been able to do that where he was having to turn up and, and not get a two week break? I, yeah. I think Scott Brown can he's go benefiting up. from it. Yep, I think and Alan McGregor looks to me if he's going to be signing our contract. No, I get what you're coming for. No, if it's if players are no one to turn up because they don't want to play for Scotland, that's another thing. But clearly that's the case. These guys are injured. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying that they're all injured. Well, let's get a a medical. And I'm not buying. It. Listen, why is Steve? Let, let's get why, somebody why from the medical Clark side. Not to... saying to Arsenal. No, it's a strange one. That Give I... us him. Let my medics take a look, and we'll assess it. And by the way, my medics aren't daft. They'll right. have a look at him, and if Kieran Tierney's not fit mm. to play, then we'll send him well, back. I can only go again in my experience, Jacko. See, when we played at Scotland, whether it was me, whether it was anybody else in the squad, see if, see if you had an injury, you had to turn up, and you got yeah. looked Assessed over by, by, by you got by, looked over mm-hmm. by um, both doctors, old Doc Callis, mm-hmm. remember him? Yes. And John McLean, who's still the doctor at Scotland, and the, the two or three physios varied who the physios were there at the time so you went and you get assessed not just by one doctor but two doctors and not just by one physio but two physios they would all have a look and then right bang you can go back to your club or do you know what you might have a chance are you willing to stay of course I want to try and play so I don't know the scenario what happens now have they got to report or did they just get a phone call and say they're not going Arsenal have just said I think that's out of order for Arsenal Kieran Tierney for me is one of the best players and I would imagine he'd be a he'd be a big character in the dressing room I don't know I just look he's a winner isn't he aye for the outside in I'd imagine he's one of the boys in the dressing room he looks to me on the part when obviously watching him for Celtic he was always fist clenched and he got fired in about people real influential character in the pitch so you would want that Mm mhm 
I would, if I'm the manager, I'd want, no, you get in here, even if you're not going to play, be about the place. Mm-hmm. But is that us going back to the club's control it now? It seems to be. I, I think you'd be the type of boy that would want to turn up. Would you know? From everything that I know of Kieran Tierney, yes. And everything that I've heard of Kieran Tierney, I think he would be up in the plane straight away to be involved. But Arsenal are obviously... I, I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs yet. Have you heard anything? No, I think that he... he listen, I can only imagine how these things work if I'm Arsenal. Mm-hmm. And there has been a, a, a legacy problem with an injury and you spent a lot of money on the boy then I'm sure especially when he's at a new club and he's, he's settling in the environment if they wanted a bit of, pre- bit of pressure on him to say no then I'm sure they could do that and but clearly they have done but it but Kieran Tierney strikes me as a person who would say no I want to go hasn't happened has it and we are now p- picking from a squad which is lower in talent than the one well, that Alex the guys that you, from. you've just mentioned there Andy Robertson the captain of your team missing through injury McTominay an, an unexplained injury they played 90 minutes at the weekend and looked great to me I watched the game what a ball he whipped in for Sarah. unbelievable <laughs> he was he was um, him and Trent Arnold They're fantastic talk, talk to me about the two there's two full backs anywhere just now Anyway. It's a game tip for tap with him. I know. Right, you cross one night, I'm yeah. going to cross it. How many times did Alexander <laughs> Arnold set off and go on a run and actually instead of going down the outside, straight through the middle, you think he's going to go run 80 yards? And but they too. Andy Robertson. So we could do, we could do with Andy Robertson. We could do. I thought he was, I thought he was brilliant on Sunday. He was. But that's my point. But How can Scotland improve if yeah, the manager can work with his most talented players fair, and, and right missing now your captain. for whatever reason a whole crux of so Scotland's called, most who's talented off players McTominay. are nowhere near it McTominay get took off yes right so McTominay's gone today Andy Robertson's gone today Ryan Fraser's gone today Ryan Fraser mm-hmm. who seems to have a history remember this is the Ryan Fraser that I can't really play in a plastic pitch Ryan Fraser Right, uh, Matt Ritchie has said, "Don't bother picking me." I'm glad about that because I wouldn't want him anywhere near. Because I think he'd real commitment issues with Scotland as well. Aye, but I don't think Matt Ritchie would have. Look, he's, he's, well, play, he's playing at highest level. To be fair to Matt, Matt yeah. Ritchie, but I, I'm going in guys who are going to be in that team, and two guys that you mentioned are certain starters for me. Mm-hmm. Well, Andy Robertson or three. Well, Kieran Tierney would have been as well. Yeah. Yep. So he's missing he's missing big players, big characters, big game players. And he's only got two games left to get, his, to get his line up ready. He must be pulling his his hair out. He must be. It must be. Look, it's got to be genuine injuries. It's got to be. I look, I at, I like look at Steve Clark and I, I don't see a guy and I know that he's got that sort of hang dog expression he, he kind of plays in the fact I knew that he's, you were going he's quite to a miserable this. guy <laughs> I, know, I quite doesn't look, look happy I, look I'll be in honest in fact every you. time you see him in front of a camera he's looking less and less satisfied with his look but he was like that he come on look but at least he'd fight the fight he'd come on look, wouldn't he he was right. fighting everybody I, come I on. Like he's him. not fighting anybody for me he looks to me just when I see him doing interviews I want to play for him well, that's encouraging. I, I can only go with what I think. I'm not saying it's right, but you go back to the injuries. They've got to be genuine injuries. Because they've been up. Did you just say they've been up and they've been sent away? No. They've not been up. I'm light on the detail. Right, because I would like to think that they've been assessed with the medical staff and the medical staff have the final say. If, the med- if you come in and the medical staff say, right, yes, you've got a chance, you stay. Or, no, you've no chance, right, do you know what? I'm away back to my, my club. So you're not in the slightest bit concerned, you don't think that this... No, because I think they're genuine injuries and I'm... So lo- you just think that every squad now we're just getting more and more of these injuries and it's just freak bad luck every time? No, I don't think it's freak bad luck, but I don't. I look at these players, and I'll be honest with you. 
They don't look to me if they're guys that are not going to want to play unless they've got an injury. Hmm. And we will know. We'll you know ever in the Scotland dressing room with somebody you thought this guy just does they fancy this? Um, that's a good question. You've caught me on the hop here. No, because all the injuries, as I told you, if somebody had an injury, they had to turn up and they got assessed. Not just with one doctor, but two doctors. And not just with one physio, but two so physios. So the players never fell as if this guy's not really... No, because if, if you were injured, you get sent away straight away, you get sent home. Um, and the vast majority, there were quite a few injuries that came, Jacko, and stayed... Even when they were, they were unable to play, they wanted yep, to be no, part the, of the, the, the setup. Yep. That's what, that, and see, this is what I'm mm. getting at. That's what we should be having. Kieran Tierney should be able to say to Arsenal, "Do you know what, guys? I'm, I'm way on Do you know that. what? You're right. I'm not fit to play, and I don't want to do myself any damage. But this is my country. I want to be part of the setup. I want to go up the road, and I want to be there. But even if they I want to be want, around the place, but there's a way around about everything. Even if they say, right, do you know what? Could I stay for? to Wednesday can I go up and spend Thursday, Friday go and see the boys I'll, I'll do a bit of training you give me my, my programme I'll go and do it because he looks to me as a boy that would do anything mm-hmm. you asked him to do in the same way I think he, did he not do that no long ago Kieran Tierney he travelled to somewhere Kazakhstan Kazakhstan that shows me it was Kazakhstan yeah that shows me a boy that's committed yeah that's just the point where everything's, you can trace it back to everything starts to go really badly wrong mm. around this squad. I think there's been some mistakes made in the way that things have been handled. And I think we've got a problem now where there are a bunch of players there that saying, if I'm going to get treated like this, I'm not sure that I'm desperate to, to be part of it. That is my concern. And I don't think that Steve Clark's done enough to turn it around in this, in this short space of time that he's been there. And I was supporting the Steve Clark appointment I still support him I'm still desperate to see him do well I still think tactically he's absolutely the right guy for this job oh, 100% but for me I, the red flags with these players now that's either a problem with the manager or it's a problem with the players I'm not buying into we're getting 12 injuries at a time because if you look back through Scotland's history Barry you know yourself Walter Smith when he was flying Gordon Strachan they didn't get coughs we only seem to get 12 call-offs at a time when the results are terrible, when the spirit's terrible. Because when we're, when we're getting results, everybody's there, everybody's putting their hand up to play. And it's always been like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I would suggest to you that this sign that we've got so many guys that don't want to be there is a little bit deeper. It goes a little bit Well, the proof will be in the pudding when the interview Stevie Clark about it. But you're asking my opinion about their players. I don't know these players personally. I just hear, like yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you're asking me, I don't think they would feign an injury. Or I don't. I, I think they would want to be. It's one it's thing feigning an injury. It's another thing being prepared to go and play through an injury. Some injuries you can't, mm. but be prepared to to turn up. And yeah. Right. Okay. Look, we could talk about this for forever. Let's talk. Briefly now, Hibs and Hearts Aye. and the situation that they've got themselves into. We touched on this previously uh, and now they've ended up both managerless. Winning both games in a weekend. <laughs> I mean, honestly, and the boy Dodge gets a hat. I mean, you couldn't make that up. I know. Heckenbottom must be pulling his hair out of that. Well, uh, look, it's one of the ones where... You get a wee bit of luck with the first goal and he, he nips it in but see after that a little fair, it just shows you see when you get that first goal you go and get a, a hat trick and they go and they, they absolutely batter St Johnson didn't they um, it's weird how that happens a lot mm-hmm. that happens, it, it happens quite a lot look at Hearts 5-2 against St Murn um, it's, it's strange do you know what I was thinking about it see it tends to happen quite a lot that a manager goes on the rebound they get out they always win mm-hmm. they always win I most I'm not saying always the vast majority of times mm-hmm. they win yeah I mean there's two they, they had two wins between them for about aye they were struggling my, they couldn't buy a win yeah so I'm I'm looking at, and I mentioned in an article earlier this week about Leanne Dempster now and Anne Budge mm-hmm. huge decisions 
that these two women have to make for their own clubs and for their own reputations they mm. cannot afford to get this one wrong yep. on either I, I'm with you and you know what I like the two of them yeah me too I like the two of them I, I've, got, by them. I, I've got to bonus with you I, I enjoy listening to them um, but I'm with you they need to get that. this is this needs to be spot on I think that the Anne Budge thing Baz she's looked she's allowed herself to get stars in her eyes with Craig Levine mm -hmm. that's really damaging she's admitted that she doesn't know that much about football mm -hmm. so had to lean heavily on a guy like Levine mm -hmm. for good advice but that, the, I, I, I quite I like that but that's star, honesty yes but she's had stars in her eyes with a yep. guy right and she's failed to see what was becoming pretty obvious to everybody else mm -hmm. Leanne Dempster is the guy that chased Neil Lennon out the door Mm -hmm. Hibs. Neil Lennon then goes to Lazio and gets that victory in the week that she's sacking mm -hmm. bottom. Mm -hmm. these are pretty serious no. flaws I'm sure the both of them will get it right but they need to get it right and there's a lot to talk about who did they go to and who did they bring in I think both of them have got to bring in somebody who knows the game up here mm -hmm. it's a big time to take a gamble or a punt uh, I don't think they yeah. can take a gamble I think they know that but listen as I say to you Anne Budge and Leanne Dempster I really like them I like, I like the way they go about their business straight no bullshit mm -hmm. but I think they know that they need to get this one spot on and it needs to be somebody who has a connection no necessarily to the club but to Scottish football and it knows it inside out because it's got to be because two of them are these, big these clubs are, these are crisis times I, they're, they're, and they have to understand the wrong appointment now one or both of these clubs could be playing in the second tier next season I, I, I don't think that will happen but they might struggle this season I've, look it has happened before I get you but I think both of them have got too strong a squads to let it happen I think they're better than some of the teams that are in the division now but they've got to be up third or fourth place yeah competing for European I, I, they're never going to compete with Rangers and Celtic I don't I, I don't think but they've got to be competing both of the clubs both of them for me are big clubs big support big stadiums nice training grounds what a, job it, aye, what a job it is for somebody to get but I think it's got to be somebody who knows the game up here mm -hmm. right we'll keep our eyes on that and then in terms of guys moving let's just have a quick mention for Lewis the young Ferguson aye. who's now been linked you can take it with a pinch of salt if you want you'll be perhaps be a better position to tell the listeners Barry Lewis Ferguson linked with Rangers in one of the newspapers today Yep, I've seen Do it. Do you know anything about it? Are no, you surprised I by it? Do you think it will happen? I'm not surprised that he's getting attention. Neither am I. Um, I think Aberdeen missed him big time when he was out suspended. Um, but it's funny that like, Rangers have been mentioned where he get let go mm -hmm. for being deemed no good enough. That would have been a hammer blow for him. Was I, what age was he been then? 15. It would, it would have been a hammered blow but see the thing that I like about that is it shows you what type of character he is he could easily have spat the dumb out and just gave up it makes it even more difficult for him but he's went when he's come from the pedigree that he's come from with yep. his dad with yourself but he's went he's went to Hamilton and Hamilton have got to take a lot of credit for it as well because mm -hmm. they've they helped him um, get over that I get over it they they brought him on and he's flourishing he, he took a move to Aberdeen I'll be honest with you I wasn't sure if it was the right thing right thing sorry for him to do because he just broke into the Hamilton team at the Christmas time mm -hmm. he only played a handful of yeah. games and I'm thinking stay in our season and get 30-40 games under your your belt but he went and took a move and I'm thinking oh you've got to be Aberdeen he might not play but he's a mainstay yeah, in that he team yeah. he's first pick yeah. Dell's obviously come out a number of times and says this boy's I miss him, him. Mm -hmm. the team miss him uh, misses him um, I'm not surprised that teams are watching him whether it's up here or, or down south but it's good to see that young kids this is what would worries me want, Barry you know him would, would he want to go to Rangers with that or, or did he feel I don't want to get him into trouble here did he feel let down by it listen he's He's got the bit between his teeth. And this is the thing I feel sorry for a lot of young kids when they get rejected on the scrap heap. So there's a, there would be a sense of motivation there. 100% he's got... You didn't want me, I've proved that. 100% he's got a bit of that mm. Ferguson thing. <laughs> Angry. 
no, just <laughs> right. I'll need to go and show. Mm-hmm. It's good quality. It's a good quality. I think, listen, you're going to get rejection and like you're going to get rejection. Certainly in football, I've had it myself. He's had it. My brothers had it. My sons had it. It's how you react to it, and he's reacted in the the best way possible. And that's going to Hamilton, rolling his sleeves up. Working his backside off, getting a move to a bigger club, Aberdeen. Um, know that his uncle's too chuffed for him going up there. <laughs> and he's kicked on again. Mm-hmm. And do you know what? He deserves he deserves all the the credit he's getting, but he just needs to keep it going. He needs to keep it going for a no ten games, fifteen games, twenty games. He needs to keep it going for 50, 60, 70, 80, but I think he's... He's done it over the course of a couple of seasons now, so that he's, he's I, getting there. I think he's he's progressing right, and when the move comes, I'm sure he'll, he'll get the right move. Right, brilliant, Baz. Thanks, mate. Thanks for coming in again. Uh, this has been the Fergie Time podcast. Join us next week, because I am really interested to know if you can get past Sunday brunch without... And I'm interested to hear the Scotland thing. What Scotland thing? What's happening with the players? We'll find out and we'll have all the answers here next week on everybody's favourite podcast. Cheers. Cheers.